morning, good morning. Happy Sabbath, everyone. I want to say, hey, welcome to the Tabernacle of Praise. God is our God, he's our Father and our Savior. He reigns on high. He's a God that loves, he's a sovereign God, and he's a God that's always going to be on time. We welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise. We want to invite you to come and join with us in song as we open up Sabbath rest. And we leave our cares behind. Please stand to your feet, all that are called. everybody come on we could do better than that good morning happy sabbath everybody to my left good morning happy sabbath over here how about in the middle happy sabbath right here all the way to my right happy sabbath over here for you online happy sabbath god is good and all the time and he is truly an amazing god you may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. We are so blessed and honored to be here to celebrate our Lord, Savior, and King on this beautiful Sabbath day. Amen? Amen. It's cold outside, but it feels good in here. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. We are so blessed and honored to be here to worship with you. Just want to take a few minutes of your time to want to welcome all of you who are viewing with us online. We praise God for you. We thank God that you have taken time out to worship with us on this Sabbath day. And we pray that as you click in this room today, that you will not leave this, um, the, uh, leave this sanctuary or leave this worship experience the same way you came. We pray that you will find joy um, in the things of God. To you who are here in the physical space, we praise God for you as well. We know that you could have stayed home in the warmth of your house. Amen. But you have made a conscious decision to come out and worship with us. Amen. And I'm so glad that you are here. I just want to take a few moments to welcome um, Sister Rosemary here. Amen. Praise Amen. God for you. Come on, let's put our hands together. Amen. That's right. Stand. Wave your hand. 
we praise God for you, for being here with us. I understand this is your first time with us, and we pray that it is not your last time. And so we thank God. Do we have anyone else visiting with us for the very first time? Any first-time visitors in the house today? We praise God for you. Amen. We want to also celebrate. I know we have some birthdays this week. Sister Brenda, we praise God for all birthdays this week. Can we just put our hands together for all of our birthday babies in the month of January? If you celebrate a birthday in this month, could you just stand or raise your hand? If you don't feel like standing, can you just raise your hand? Brother Andre, praise God. Amen. Amen. As always, we want to just celebrate with you. Can we just take a moment and sing happy birthday? If you sing, just, just stand with us. If you sing, if you celebrate the birthday, just, just stand with us. Happy birthday. another day. I know my uncle celebrated a birthday this week as well, so we praise God. He's over at Berean, but we praise God for him as well. We also celebrate all of our anniversaries. Uh, any anniversaries in the house in January? Not yet. Amen. It's probably was too cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was too cold. Amen. <laughs> but we celebrate you. Amen. Um, we do want to remember all of our sick and shut-in um, we want to we'll lift these names up as we spend our time in prayer. But I also want to remind you that on the first Wednesday of February, we'll be having our um, prayer meeting on Zoom. Amen. So we want us to transition from the phone line to the Zoom. We'll be going through the series Last Day Event. You should have received a text this week, prayerfully. Um, that text did go out. Um, the, the prayer was for me to send it out so that when I stand here, everybody would be able to say, yeah, we received it, Pastor. Did you receive it? It went out. Amen. I'm doing something right. So you received the text of the books of the book. Um, you should have received a text for the link to the Zoom meeting. Amen. Um, and so I want you to mark your calendars for that. We will be going through the book Last Day's Events. If you have not received it, please see me or Sister Karen in the, in the sound booth. Could you just wave your hand, Sister Lewis? Amen. Wave them in the air. Wave them like you just don't. There you go. There you go. See, Sister. <laughs> Boy, I love see, Sister Karen, and we will make sure that you are suited and booted for this special prayer meeting. And also the last Wednesday of the month, we will have our CSC prayer line. Our prayer meeting so we will be on YouTube so you would join in that prayer session on YouTube the last Wednesday of this month at this time I'm gonna invite up sister Brenda we have a couple of um, transfers that we want to deal with yes and Jen I sure was amen it was and it was cold and it was and it was cold I told you it was cold Amen. So we celebrate my daughter. She should be watching. Praise God, love. Forgive. Charge it to my head and not my wallet. Hallelujah. Amen, Sister Brenda. So we celebrate you on your anniversary. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. 
Okay, today I'm here to, uh, we have two transfers, and this is going to be the first and the second reading. For uh, the first transfer is for, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but I don't know. It's Lugana Kasipa. Kasipa. Okay, well, he wanted to transfer from uh, the Tabernacle Praise to Grand Avenue SDA, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, the, do we do it Okay. The second one is Yvonne Gathright. Uh, that's part of the Harris family. And uh, she wants to transfer from uh, Tabernacle Praise to Orlando Filipino SDA Church in Florida, I guess. Florida. Okay. Okay. And this will serve as our first and second reading. What, you, what say you? I so move that. It's been moved. Is there a second? Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Amen. All opposed? Amen is carried. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Brenda. At this time, can we just um, bow our head for a word of prayer? Loving Lord, our Father and God, King, Ruler, Master of everything, we're so privileged, honored, and we're just so thankful that we're able to come and stand before you on this beautiful Sabbath day. We understand and know, Father, that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit, said the Lord. So we are here today, Father, for you to do what you do created us a clean heart, renew the right spirit within us, that when we leave this space, we will not leave here the same way we came, but we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. 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 And amen again. God bless you.
high like our God. He reigns forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God that we serve a God that reigns forever and ever and ever and ever. There is no God like our God. As we gather our thoughts, as we approach God's throne, we want to remember our sick and shut in. We want to remember our sister Lakita, um, Carol, in prayer this morning. We want to remember in a very special way an unspoken request from um, Sister Dancy. We want to remember her in prayer. Of course, we want to remember our very own Sister Teresa in prayer, Melda Harris. We want to remember Sister Alexandra in prayer, Sister Elaine in prayer, and even Sister Bev. We want to lift you up in prayer. Amen. Wednesday, you have surgery. So we want to remember you in prayer, Brother Chester, preacher. We want to remember you and your family in prayer. Amen. Suffered a loss of fire. We want to remember you in prayer. Thank God for covering you, sparing you, your family, material things. But God saved you, and so we want to lift you up in prayer as well. We want to remember also... Sister Reed in prayer, the family, um, her daughter, um, uh, Lakeisha, we want to remember her in prayer. We want to call out on the name of the Lord. And we also want to remember our prayer focus for today, um, those that are individuals that are in the church and outside of the church who are lost, want to pray for their soul salvation. We've been praying all week since the beginning of the month. Every day we've been having a prayer focus. And so we want to remember those individuals that are in the church as well as out of the church. You know, you just because folks show up, uh, it don't mean that their salvation is intact. Sometimes we show up and we need, and we need God to do a miraculous thing in our lives. So we don't want to be deceived. So we want God to blanket this building today. We look good, smell good, smiling and feeling good, but could be just as lost as, as the coin in the house. So we want God to have his way today. If you feel so desired to come close to the altar, we do welcome you to come at this time. But for those of you who choose to remain at your seat, we do ask if you can reverently kneel as we look to God in prayer. It's prayer time. so honored to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. We understand, God, that you did not have to do it, but we're so glad that you did. Protecting us from danger seen and unseen, oh God. Our last night lying down to our early morning rising is because of you that we're here today. 
And we give you all praise, honor, and glory in spite of our flaws, in spite of our shortcomings. You look beyond our faults and you see exactly what we need. And then you grant us those things, oh God, in spite of ourselves. And so we want to say, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us, oh God. Help us to reflect you in everything we say and everything that we do. That when we leave this space, that we would know that we have been in the presence of an amazing God. We understand and know that man didn't do it. Man can't do it. Man can't be the creator of anything. Only you are the creator. So we say thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you for doing what you do on our behalf. Thank you for laying your life down that we may have life and have it more abundantly, oh God. We thank you for just loving on us the way that you do. So that when we come to you, God, in this form and in this manner, we could come with the assurance that you're not a God that faileth not, that you're not a God that would turn a deaf ear, but you are a God that invites your children to come to the table and sup with you, to, to come and lay our petitions before you. You're that God that says, come bring your problems. I can handle them. I can deal with them. I'm able. If you would just trust me, if you would just lean on me, I'll show you that I can handle your biggest problem, your your most needless need, I can handle it if you would, but just trust me. Just give it over to me. Let me show you. Let me show you that I can handle it. I know you don't think I can. I know you have doubts, but, but, but I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. Just let me do what I do. Let me be the creator. Let me make sense of it all for you. I just need you to trust me. I need you to believe in me. So, God, we believe in you today, oh, God. We trust you today, God. And we believe, God, that when we leave this space that you have dealt with all of our circumstances. You have dealt with all of our needs. You've dealt with it, oh, God. Because you're bigger than our needs. You're bigger than our problems. And not just my problem alone, but every problem, every need, not just in this room, not just in this church, but in this whole United States, in this whole wide world, oh God. You're big enough. And you're bad enough. And you're great enough. You're amazing enough. You're awesome enough to be able to deal with whatever it is, no matter how much, because you're God. And so Lord, we say do what you do. As we lift up before you in a very special way, Sister Lakita this morning, I ask that you would be with her where she is. You know what she needs right now, oh God, touch her. Be with Sister Lynette this morning who is on bending knee, who needs a touch from you, who has an unspoken, you know what it is. You know what's going on, Father. We believe that you see it all. Touch her right now, oh God, let her know that you have her situation under control. We pray for Sister Teresa Harris this morning in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to give her healing in her body right now, oh God. Continue to be with Sister Alexandra, oh God, who is in desperate need of your touch. We pray right now in the name of Jesus for Sister Elaine, who needs a touch from you today as well. Thank you for her ministry. We ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you will cover her right now. We pray right now for Sister Cynthia this morning as well, oh God. You know what she needs before she's even in need of it. We pray for Sister Harris over at the Lighthouse this morning. We pray for our Lighthouse family, oh God. We pray for Sister Barnes who came through a surgery on yesterday as well, oh God. We ask that you would touch her and give her healing in her body. 
We pray for Sister Bev this morning who was due to have surgery this week, oh God. We pray that you would go and prepare the room even now. The doctors think they have an idea, Father, but you are the great physician. We put our trust and our care in your hand because you are the creator of us. You made us. You spoke all of this into existence. So we lean on you, Jesus. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way, Brother Chester, Pastor. Ask that you would touch him right now, oh God. Bring about restoration in his life. Thank you for sparing his life from the devastating fire. Thank you for touching his wife and his family, oh God. And they are able to walk away, oh God. The things we've lost in the ashes, oh God. But Lord, we know that you have a plan. You have a purpose. And we know, God, that you make no mistakes. So do what you do in the name of Jesus. We pray for our family that are visiting with us online today, oh God. You know their needs, their circumstances. Thank you for those that are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. And we pray for those in the physical space. Those that have come close to this altar, oh God. We ask that you would touch them. You know what they need before they're even in need of it. Have your way, God. Show yourself strong, God. Lord, let this, let this space be one that is transformed to the holy mountain. When we leave here, we will know that we have been in your presence. Those that are in their seats right now won't bend their knees. Cover and keep, oh God. And as always, Father, we would be ever so mindful to give you all the praise. Be with Sister Rose this morning, oh God, who was in need of your touch today, oh God. We ask that you would guide her and direct her. And Father, if there's been a prayer that was left out, Lord, you know what it is already. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would be with those individuals that are in the church as well as out of the church that have not made their calling and election sure. That their relationship with you will be intact. Lord, we've been praying all week long, all month long. I even pray right now for our upcoming last day event series. That Father, that you will blow it up, that you will do what you do. Preparing us for the last days. For they're here. They're not in the near future. They're right here. And so, Father, prepare us even now. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. time where everyone can participate. Remember, we're an all-member evangelistic church. Everybody's involvement is necessary. Teamwork makes the what? Dream work. That's right. And team, T-E-A-M, together, everyone achieves more. Oh, so right. as we work together, we can all do so much more than just working separately. Time, Amen. talent, temple, and treasure, we all have them. God gave them to us. And being a faithful steward means we return those time, talent, temple, and treasure to God. Uh, everybody, that, if you would, get a pencil and something to write with or a tablet. Because I want you to write down these uh, phone numbers 
and also the Zoom ID for our discipleship class. Those are the phone numbers on the screen, so write that down because every first and third Sabbath we'll be studying out of the book In His Steps, which is a Bible study of the 27 fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So if you would like to know more about our church beliefs, even if you're a member, if you're not a member, anyone online, you're welcome to join. And those are the Zoom ID numbers, 923-407-8638. and the password is 63138. 63138. So join us on Zoom, first and third Sabbath uh, at 2.30 p.m. after service. We're going to walk through those uh, to learn more about Jesus. Has anybody here ever wanted Jesus to walk with them? Oh, yeah. yeah, but you know what? God wants us to learn to walk with Jesus. It's a little bit of a difference. You know, if Jesus is walking with me, he's going to walk into a lot of trouble. <laughs> But if I'm learning to walk with Jesus, on, I'm going to stay on the right path. Amen. Right. Amen. One of the ways we learn to walk with God is through the study of his word. The devil is a liar. Oh, yes. But how do you know he's a liar unless you know the truth? Uh-huh. And the Lord says to sanctify them with your word. Thy word is truth. So as we study God's word, we learn the truth. And so we won't be fooled by the devil's lies. So join us at 2.30 for our discipleship class on those dialing numbers or the Zoom ID. Now, we won't be going out for homeless today, homeless ministry, but stay ready because we'll go out another Sabbath. Especially now in this cold weather, it's really tough. Uh, The homeless are allowed to go into the shelters, but they can't just stay there, so they still need people to come out and minister to them, and that's what we want to do Jesus says, when you've done it to the least of one of these, my brother, you've done it to who? To him as well. Also want to thank you for your honesty and faithfulness and tithe and offering. We've been doing very well in reaching our tithe and offering goal. We can always do better. And one of the things we want to focus on, uh, at least just uh, for the moment, is please try and put a little extra in for the homeless ministry. Our homeless ministry without giving out uh, clothing and food, etc. Right. So please put in a little extra for homeless ministry if you can. That will be a great blessing to that ministry. Would our deacons come forward this morning to lift the tithe and offering? And we want to thank God always for the opportunity and privilege he gives us in returning back to him just a little bit of what he has given to us to begin with. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this privilege and opportunity to give unto you that which you have first given unto us. Blessed, dear Lord, change it from a secular use to a holy use that of spreading your gospel message to all the world in this generation. Bless the hands that had to give and those who didn't. Bless us all with the positive intent to do our very best to serve you in time, talent, temple, and treasure. In the blessed name of Jesus, let everyone say Amen.
that overcome it. Shall inherit all things. The song says, with the help of the Lord, you can make it. Does anybody believe that you can make it this morning? Do we have any believers in the house this morning? He that overcome shall inherit all things.
stay right there. We could just stay right there and just talk about how we'd have made it over. I know you're looking at me right here. I know you're looking at me in this sanctuary, but I made it over. Hey, don't get it. Don't, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've made it over. Because he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. And I declare to you that I am with him. Jesus is my help. He's my keeper. He's my provider. And I know that he has a place prepared for me already. So I need not get sidetracked or sidestepped. There's a little echo. You can take that little echo out. It'd be so helpful. I don't mind hearing me, but I really don't want to hear me. Amen. And I'm sure you want to hear me, but you don't want to hear me. So if we could take that echo out, that would be so helpful. Amen. Praise God. I made it over. I can just stay there. I'm going to get into this word. So I just want to say real quick, um, I just thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to be able to just stand before the people of God. Um, again, we take nothing for granted, but in all things, we give thanks. We understand and know that, that this could be very well somebody else's assignment, but I'm just so humble and so thankful that God has allowed me to come and speak on his behalf. And I believe if we look over all of our lives, we all have a track record. I believe we all have a history. So we look good right now when we don't want everybody to know that we've said some things, done some things, been involved in some things. But the reality is God sees all things and he knows you better than you know yourself. So while you may look well and pleasing and plumped and nice and, and <laughs> did I say Jesus? <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. But, 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 but God know you better than, 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 than anybody in this room, your own mama. God knows you better than your own mama, your own daddy. Um, because you know how it is when you were younger, you've done some things and you didn't want mama to know about. And mama would brag on time about, oh, she the best one right here. This the best one right here. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Come on now. You, this the one right here. This the best one, and you was doing everything that you could think of, but mama still hold. this the one right here. This the one that's going to just 
take the family name to the highest of the heights. Amen. Help me right there, Jesus. <laughs> and you was out there doing your thing. Um, I'm still hearing a little bit of ring. I'm still hearing a little bit of ring. Um, but we know God loves us in spite of ourselves. That's the beautiful thing about serving God, that he's going to love us in spite of ourselves. That doesn't mean go out here and act a nut and do all kind of craziness. This is not a license for you to just go live any kind of way you want to live because God going to forgive you. Okay, he's going to forgive you, but I'll tell you what, there's going to be a price to pay. Amen. <laughs> there is a price to pay. Amen. And so um, I advise you to live according to the rules of the road. Live according to the law of God. Put God law first in everything you do. And trust and know that his law is what's best for you. That God gave us the law not to make our lives miserable and to keep us from getting. That's one thing I used to think about my parents. They used to have me come in before the street lights came on. Anybody remember those days you come in? Before, I used to think they were trying to keep me from stuff. And they were. Because <laughs> after the street lights come on, that's when the fun, that's when it seemed like the most fun would kick in. When the street lights would come on. Because all while the day was the sun was shining, you know, we had fun, but ain't nothing like that street light fun. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And, and so God is trying to protect us. He's trying to keep us yes. from some stuff. So he gave us his law. He gave yes. us ten of them. There's, there's, there, you know, they say there's, there, there's only, they say the ten commandments. But there's only one law, and that's God's law. And he's broken it down in a way for us to live a life without a lot of stuff. I'm going to get into this message real quick, but I just want to share this with you because I think it's important that we understand about like this um, COVID vaccine shot that most of us have received. And, um, and we understand and know that the vaccine is not going to keep you from getting COVID, but it will help you when you catch it, not to get it so severe and, 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 and the stuff that you went through. I, I had COVID before, and I know what it's like. Um, but I thank God that I was able to have the vaccine because I've heard that some those that received it that didn't have it, it really took them down and through there. So God's law is, is you know, it's not going to keep stuff from happening to you. But I tell you what, when you live according to the law of God, even when stuff show up in your life, you can manage it better. You can handle it better. You know, you can, you can lean on him during these difficult times. Yes. It may not save me, uh, may not keep stuff from coming in my home. It may not keep stuff from coming down my street. It may not keep the enemy all the way back. But I tell you what, when he get close, he realized that he's coming close to somebody under the anointing and under the power of God. Because I'm living according to his precepts and his laws. Amen. And so our word takes us here to the book of uh, Matthew. It's a very familiar passage, a very familiar, uh, familiar story. You're familiar with it. I know you've de dealt with it before, but I just believe the Lord wants us to learn something as we again go into this new year. Now, we're about 20 days into this new year, and a lot of stuff has happened already. 
Um, lives have been affected already um, by just stuff showing up, unexpected stuff. Not even, not even, uh, not even 30 days into the new years, and and and, and the individuals are already uh, dealing with loss, loss of loved ones, loss of properties, loss of stuff. They're just 20 days into the new year, and, and, and it seemed like the health has seemed to start to just dwindle. Stuff just start going down. And I, mean, I mean, just 20 days into this year, and it seemed as if stuff just keeps showing up and showing up and happening over here and, and stuff is happening over there and just 20 days in I already need a refresh, oh Lord. I already need God to refresh me. Yeah. Takes us to Matthew chapter 11 verse 1. If you have it, please, I encourage you to stand with me in the reading of the word of God. I just want to read the first four. We'll be dealing first four. I'll be dealing with the first six. Really, I'll be dealing with all of the 11, uh, chapter 11. But I just want to read the first four uh, passages um, of Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. Um, and the Bible says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Verse 2. And as he came um, and, 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 and said unto him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Let's read verse 4 all together. Uh, Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Which you hear and see. Today we just wanted to just speak on the topic. Refresh me, O Lord. Refresh me, O Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Again, we're so privileged, so honored, and so thankful to be able to stand before you on this day. Um, we recognize, God, that it's not I, but it is Christ that dwells. And so we invite you now to have your way today. Yes. We thank you for those that have made their way out. We thank you for those that are online. But, Father, we're not here to hear a man. We're here to hear a word from the Lord. Yes. So I must now decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. amen. And amen again. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Yes. Hallelujah came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples uh, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. The Bible goes on to say that and when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ that he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, I need you to go. I need you to ask this question. I need you to ask him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Uh, Jesus answers and says unto them, go and tell John this. Go and tell John the things which you hear and the things which you see. Notice that Jesus um, began to deal with the situation that it was unfolding right before his very eyes. 
So what does your mind eyes see in this scripture? What, what, what is it that Jesus is trying to pull out of here? Because now John is in prison. John has been arrested. John has been held in privilege for simply doing the business of the Lord. Just simply obeying the spirit of God. Because Herodias and Herod have gotten into, a, one would say, an entanglement. But this wasn't an entanglement. They were in a full-blown relationship. And it was a, a relationship that was, uh, 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 really, it was, it was unprohibitable. And John calls him on it. John calls Her Herod on this relationship. Now, you're with your brother's wife. What, what, what's going on with you? And the reality is, this is a king that John is speaking to. And, you know, you have to be careful how you speak to some folks. Some folks, you can't tell them uh, the truth. You know that old saying, I know we say it all the time, but I, you can't handle the truth. I know you want to know the truth, but, but, but you really can't handle the truth. Because if I really tell you what needs to be said, and you're going to get mad at me, you're going to get upset with me, you may even try to take my life, as John finds out in the text. I want to stay in the text because I need to understand because we're entering into a new dimension in this new year. We're going into a new space in this new year. We're going to a new place in this new year. And I need us to understand that there are some things that God is trying to pull out of us at the same time he's trying to put in us. And whenever you have that pulling out and that putting in, it's going to get some friction, which means it may get a little warm. So God sent John on his mission, and now John was doing exactly what God had told him to do by speaking truth to power. Now, let me just put a pen right there and help somebody along the way, because we need to understand that just because you say it don't mean that everything is going to be well. Sometimes you will say something and be, in, and, and, and be correct in what you say, but there will be some problems that will come with it that you're not even ready for. I'm just trying to help you out. I didn't write the book. I'm just trying to live by it. Because I realize that this walk is, while it's, a, it, while it's a good walk, and I love this walk, I understand that there will be some challenges that will come with this walk. I understand that there will be some difficult days that will come to, with this walk. I understand that living this life, that there are going to be some moments where I'm going to have to deal with some stuff that is not going to make sense to me. But it don't matter because I need us to understand that while it may not make sense to you, it makes sense to God. And that's what matters. If you can live your life understanding and being okay with the fact that God is in control, that it may not make sense to me, it may, I may not be able to figure it out, it may not be lining up, it, 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 it may be unfolding, but that's all right because I know a God that is able to knock the, knock the folds out of my trouble. I know a God that is able to take my circumstances, flip it around and make it the best thing that ever happened to me. I know that God, I know a God that is able to take my deepest hurt and my deepest pains and turn it around and make it the best joy, the best excitement, to make it the best thing that ever happened to me. Because that's the God that we serve. And John finds himself now in prison, locked up for simply obeying what God had told him to do. And now Jesus is out ministering. Jesus is now giving his disciples a charge. Because keep in mind, as the text is unfolding, Jesus has now sent his disciples away. 
It's now time for you, disciples, to go and do likewise. I've walked with you. I've taught you some things. I've shared some things with you. I've shown you some things. And now I need you, disciples, to now take the mantle and go out and heal the sick. I need you to go out here and now speak truth to power. I've shown you all these many years on how to go about doing it. Now it's your turn. And so Jesus is now releasing the disciples on the world. Go out and do what I've showed you. Let me know that what I've been doing all these years has taken effect. Let me know that the perm took. Come on, somebody. Let, let, let me know that my preaching is not in vain. Let me know that my living is not in All that I've done, my lifestyle, eating a certain way, walking with you, talking with you, showing you all of these things. Let me know now, disciples, that it, that 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 you got it. So now Jesus dismisses the disciples. He's sending them on a journey. That's what the text says. Now it came to pass that when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from them to teach and to preach in their cities. Here it is right here. I need you to understand because just because Jesus sent the disciples out, the text tells us that Jesus continued preaching and teaching. You see, the work is never done. As long as there is breath in your body, there is work to be done. So don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever get it in your head that you've done it long enough. I've did this long enough. I've done that long. Let me tell you something. God's still giving you breath. So as long as there is breath in your body, God said there is still work for you to do. Don't get caught up in your own self. I've done it. You see, that's the problem. You've done it. God is saying it's about time for now you to let me do it. So ministry doesn't stop because you feel like I've done it long enough. Trying to help somebody through this thing because you've got sidestruck. You've been hit by the bug. You've been bit by the bug. You've been bit by the itis. I'm trying to set the captives free trying to help you through this thing because I realize that it's not by power nor by might but by the spirit said the Lord and when you're living according to that law when you're living according to that rule there is no room for tire tire don't exist in the kingdom of God the old folk used to say I've been running for a long time and I ain't got tired yet get tired of walking with God. I don't get tired of ministering with letting God use me. I don't get tired of letting God have his way. I don't get tired of letting God bless me above that I can think of or even imagine. I don't get tired of God waking me up every morning. I don't get tired of God giving me what I don't deserve. I don't get tired of God being the head of my life. King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm trying to help somebody in here today. I don't get tired of God being the king of my life, being the ruler of my circumstances. I don't get tired of calling on God, even though I've been calling on him for a long time. Lord, my finances. I don't get tired of calling on him because he woke me up this morning, started me on my way, put food on my table. God will allow stuff to stay in your life just to keep you humble. 
I know we're talking about John in prison, and I need you to understand because John is in prison. He felt as if he'd done everything that he was supposed to do. Now, I've come to believe. I've come to believe when I read this account because keep in mind, there are many, there are many stories out there about where John was spiritually, where John was emotionally as it relates to him being incarcerated. But I need, I need you to just, just help me out right here because I've come to realize uh, 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 that John uh, uh, had not forgotten about God. Some like to believe that John was becoming a little doubtful, that John was becoming a little discouraged. But I would like to believe that, you know, when you're walking with God, there will be some times where you want to say, hold up, Lord, come here. Can we, can we, just, can we just have a moment, just, just you and me? Can, can, can we just sit down by the brook and just have a conversation because I'm experiencing some things in my life? And, and, and Lord, I'm going to be honest with you. I know you got it all under control, but, but, but if you could just help me make sense of it all, because it seems as if things are just not lining up the way that I thought they would. I could have sworn that when I gave my life over to you that there would be roses on left and right. I, I, I just believe, God, that when I gave my life to you, I understand, God, I heard the older folks say that that weeping may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. Lord, where is morning? Where is morning? I'm looking for the joy in the morning. It seems like it's been day in. I'm 20 days into the new year, and all I've been experiencing is weeping. I'm just trying to get some morning. And Jesus, I get it. I understand part. I mean, John, you're in prison. John's simply just trying to get some clarity on what's going on. I would like to believe, help me, family, you know, don't, don't stone me. But I would like to believe that John was not discouraged, that John was not doubtful, but that John was simply just trying to connect with his God. Because there are times when you can go through something for so long where you feel a disconnect. There are times you can go through something so grievous where you ask the question. Question, Lord, are you still there? Come here, Jesus. Uh, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Sometimes you can go through something so horrific where you just need God to just touch you just for a moment just to let you know that he is still there with you. Sometimes you have to just call on him in the midnight hour because it seems as if the weight of the world is just weighing you down. You get one bad news after the next bad news and it seems like you get another blow over here before you can recover from that blow. Another one. Come here, Joe. Could you just help the people out sons and daughters and possessions and health and everything begins to just crumble all I want to know God is are you the one I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doubting anything. I just need to know, God, because it seems as if the crucible of life is just weighing on me in such a way where I can't seem to make heads or tails out of it. I don't know why you love me, Jesus, but I'm so glad that you did. And so, Lord, could you just help me out along the way? 
So John sends a couple of his boys. I need you to go and I need you to ask Jesus. I need you to go and just ask him, are you the one? Notice, notice John. John is so, so, John is so deep with this. He said, I need you to go and ask him, are you the one or do I look for another? Notice that John didn't say go and ask him, are you the Christ? He didn't say go ask him, are you the Messiah? He simply said go and ask him, are you the one? See, John was speaking cryptic code there. John understood that Jesus' ministry was so impactful and that there were individuals that was out there to get him. John said, let me make sure that I don't send the wrong message to get Jesus set up. Uh, Jesus is not ready to unveil himself yet. Jesus is not ready to let the masses know uh, uh, that he is the one. Jesus is steady doing ministry. He's steady working. People were still trying to, wait a minute, he, he's making moves as if he's the Messiah. He's doing things. I've heard what the scriptures said. I've heard what the old folks said. I, I understand what they said. And it seems as if this man, Jesus, right here, I know that's Joseph's boy, Mary's little baby, but he's making the moves that make him think that he is the Messiah. But I quite, I can't quite put my finger on it. And Jesus hadn't revealed himself to the people yet. And so John said, let me send word to ask the question, are you the the one, not are you the Messiah, not, not are you the Christ, but are you the one that we've been looking for, the one that we've been hoping for, the one that we've been longing for, the one that we've been yearning for, the one that we've been looking, Jesus, are you the one? Yeah. I do I need to keep looking? And notice how Jesus responded because John had to send his, send his disciples to go there and just ask the question and notice Jesus' response was encrypted as well. Notice, notice Jesus didn't send back and say, yes, I am the Messiah. I'm the one that, uh, you know, that the forefathers been talking. No, 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 no. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, just go back and tell John what you see and what you hear. Oh, 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just go back and tell him what you see. So now the disciples are going back and they're giving an account of not of what they read, not of what somebody else said. They're going back and they're giving an account of what they saw and what they heard. What better witness is the witness of yourself? What better person to believe than you? What better person to stand on the promises than you. So I go and I see Jesus and I see Jesus is making moves. Jesus said the dead has been raised. I need you to go and I need you to let them know because see John who was in prison was wondering if his work was all for naught. Go and talk to him. Go and see for yourself. Because I can tell you all these things and all this stuff. But see, what better person to witness it than yourself? See, too many times, if I can put a pen right there, because too many times we want everybody else to tell us about it. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to be the one to take the time out of our busy schedule to go and see for ourselves. We want somebody to come and tell us about it. You know, you go and you bring word back to me. No, 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 no. Because, see, your word may be a little skewed. Your word may be a little flawed. See, you may miss something. You're not going to come back and give an accurate account. So I need to go and see for myself, just like my experience with Jesus. See, it's one thing for me to experience Jesus for myself, and it's another thing for you to experience him for yourself. But at the end of the day, I can't experience him for you, and you cannot experience him for me. 
And the reality is I've come to know Jesus and I've come to realize I don't want nobody experiencing Jesus for me. I got to get him for myself. John, you in prison. I understand. I'm, I, 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 can, I, can, I can relate to where you are right now, John. You're in a space right now where it seems like all hope is gone. All around you is nothing but gloom and doom. No happiness around you. No joy around you. No excitement around you. All you have is the darkness and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the dreariness and the dungeon, the, 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 um, the, um, the, 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 the um, moist in the air. It's, it's just a dark space. Enough to drive any one of us insane. So John said, go and talk to him. And it very well may be that John understood where his disciples were. And this is what grabbed, got me right here, too, because, see, John, I, I would like to believe that John, that John understood more than what the, what the text is letting us know. I would like to believe because, see, John is the one that as Jesus was approaching the Jordan, uh, uh, the Bible tells me that when John looked out and saw Jesus approaching, John stopped and looked and said, hey, behold, here come the Lamb of God. This one right here is going to take away the sins of the world. Now, how is it that John can just spot Jesus from across the room, but yet get into a situation where now I'm wondering if he is the one? Could it be that maybe John's disciples was beginning to lose a little faith? Maybe could it be that John was just trying to get his disciples to see what he already saw in Christ? Could it be that maybe John sending his disciples to go and have an encounter with Jesus because they've been having an encounter with John for so long and now it's time for you now to start having an encounter with Jesus. You've been walking with me all this time. You've been listening to me all this time. You've been watching me all this time and it's high time now for you to have a relationship with with Jesus for yourself. Could it be that John was sending his disciples out to see Jesus for themselves because they've walked with John, they've talked with John, they broke bread with John, but they didn't know anything about Jesus. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the man where we forget about the man. And it's high time for us now to start pointing people to the man named Jesus. I only have so much to give. I have to be honest with you up in here, up in here. I have no cape on my back and I have no S on my chest. I need you to understand that just like you woke up, he woke you up, he woke me up too. I'm just a man. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. So just like you need him, I need him. Just like I depend on him, I hope you depend on him. Because at the end of the day, without him, we're hopelessly lost. But with him, we're more than conquerors. And I just stopped by here today to let somebody know that greater is he that is in all of us than he that is in the world. The enemy may be trying to take you out. That's where we call in on Jesus and say, Lord, I just need to refresh. I just need you to touch me one more again. I just need you to touch me just one more again, Jesus. Oh, that touch you gave me yesterday, it was good for yesterday, but I need a touch today. 
Thank you for the touch last week. But that was last week touch. I need a today touch. Matter of fact, I'll need an 8 a.m. touch. I need a 1245 touch. I need a touch right now. Give me a touch right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I need a touch right now. Well, I love it when God lives. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Touch me, Lord. Touch him, Jesus. Oh, because he's good like that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so, John, 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 I need you. I need you to understand John is in a situation where life was closing in because at the end of the day, Jesus said, go back and tell John what you have seen and what you hear. Notice, notice. Notice what the text said. Let me just read it in your hearing because you need to understand that Jesus was very intentional, that Jesus was encrypted in his speaking to John, just like John was encrypted in speaking to Jesus. In other words, Jesus said, I need you to go back. I need you to let them know this is verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Then in verse 5, it says, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the door, the poor have, of the gospel have it preached to them. And then he closes out right here and says, and blessed is he who is not offended of me. Understand what Jesus is saying to John right now because notice John is incarcerated. John is locked up in what John knows about the Messiah that not only did he come to give sight to the blind, not only did he come to open the ears of the deaf, not only did he come to preach to the poor, but he also came to set the captives free. But John is in jail. I'm waiting on something here. I'm waiting on you to speak. Jesus, I need you to know that not only did you come to raise the dead, not only did you come uh, to give sight to the blind, but I need to know, Jesus, that you've come to get me out of here. I need to know that you've come to set the captives free, that you're going to set me free. Notice Jesus. Jesus didn't mention any of that. Go back and tell John what you see. John is looking for Jesus to say something. But notice Jesus didn't say what John was expecting. But at the same time, John understood that Jesus was the Messiah. Here it is right here because, see, you have to understand that John was waiting on Jesus to say, uh, 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 I've come to set the captive free. But you have to understand that John wasn't getting out of jail. And Jesus knew that John wasn't going to get out of jail. The Bible tells us that John died while he was in jail. In other words, he was beheaded. John lost his life. Not as a free man, but as a man that was in prison. And Jesus understood that there are some times, family, oh, I want to help you through this the best way I can. That there will be some times where you will have to endure the hardest of the hearts. There are some times that you will be faced with some situations and you will be looking for deliverance and deliverance will not come. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm not trying to set you up. I'm trying to let you know to be okay with where 
where you are because it very well may be your last spot. I know y'all weren't ready for that one. I wasn't ready for it either. But I had to learn that God, no matter where I am, uh, you are there. And you understand my circumstances. You understand my situation. So if I'm free, you got me. If I'm held captive, you got me. If I'm broke, you got me. If I'm busted and disgusted, you got me. Rich or poor. Riding high, riding low, it don't matter. God got me, whether I'm smiling, whether I'm frowning, whether the sun is shining, whether it's raining, it doesn't matter because God got me. He got me in the morning, got me in the evening, got me when the sun go down. So I don't worry about it anymore. I just trust him even when I can't trace him. I believe him when believing is unbearable and I've learned to hold on even if I gotta holler. Hey, I'm going to trust him in the midst of it. Because I very well may stay here the whole time. This very well may be it. I get it. I know we're trying to move up the ladder. We're trying to be like the Jephthah. We want to move on up. I get it. I would love to move on up too. But do you not know that God is in control of all of this? And we have to learn how to be okay with being okay. Weeping may endure for a night, but hang on in there because joy do come in the morning. That God is not a God that he's going to just let stuff take you out without a plan. So I need you to understand that if you have to go through it, hang in there. If he bring you to it, he'll bring you through it. He's not going to let stuff show up. That's if you trust him. See, this message ain't for, see, 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 I have to, I have to make sure, you know, I, you know, I have to make sure that I, I clarify because I don't want us to leave here thinking that all I got to do is just do this and then it's good. Let me tell you something, you got to live a certain way too. Yeah. It's not just show up every once a week and then leave and do what you want to do and it's all good. It's not how it works. Let me tell you something, you got to live a certain way. You got to trust him. You got to believe him. You got to lean on him. You got to say no to some stuff. You got to say okay to some stuff. You got to say not right now. You got to say call me back later. Let me, you got to say let me pray about it. Some stuff you got to just let folk know, not now. And some folk, not ever. Hey, you got to let them know. But see, we don't want to hurt nobody. We don't want nobody to feel bad. We don't want to make nobody upset. We want everybody to love us. Don't love me. Uh Uh-uh, you just don't love me. I mean, hey, hey, I'm trying to get somewhere. And there are times when you're going to have to let some folk go because you're dragging them along. And they are hindering you from doing what God has called you to do because we Christians. And we got to love everybody. Oh, I love you. I'm not to love you over here while you're over there. I ain't mad at you. I'm just trying to help us. I'm not hating on them. Let me tell you something. Every Jesus, when Jesus walked, there were individuals that he walked straight past. There were individuals that needed healing, and Jesus walked straight past. There were individuals that needed something from Jesus, and Jesus kept it moving don't mean that he didn't love him because the Bible tells us that he died for the sins of the world. So just because he didn't stop and spend that one-on-one with them don't mean that Jesus neglected them. 
You have to understand there was a bigger picture. There was a bigger work that needed to be done, that Jesus was on a mission. And sometimes we abort missions because we're trying to save stuff. And God is saying, that's not the purpose. That's not the plan. That's not the mission. Get back to the mission. I'm trying to save not just you and not just one. I'm trying to save other folk. There is more to this than you can see. But John, I need you to understand that I'm not dissing you right here. But I need you to understand you're not coming up out of there. It's not happening. Because I believe, John, and you stand in there and you land and, and you dying in there, you will be more effective in ministry. Are we there? Are you ready to be more effective in ministry? Are you ready to let God really use you the way that he wants to use you? Or are you still caught up on, oh, I can't let that go, or I got to protect myself, I got to work here, and I got to trust that, oh, I can't give him that, oh, I can't do that. And I, let me tell you something, there are no I can'ts in the kingdom of God. Because the Bible, last time I heard you said, I can do. Not I can't. So when you start talking what you can't do, I need you to start checking yourself. Because when you're dealing with God, there is nothing God can do. So I can do all things. So I need you to really, really stop and paint that picture. When you start saying, well, I can't understand who you're allowing in the the room. I'm going to leave it just like that. I ain't trying to call nobody out, and I ain't trying to make nobody feel uncomfortable. But what I am trying to do is help you to see the real, the, the reality that God is not about toys, that God is not about playing. So let's put all the Tonka toys up. Let's put all the G.I. Joes up and the little Janes, and let's put all them little G.I. Joes up, and let's get about our father's business. Can we do that? Because, John, you ain't coming out of there today. I know you need a refresh, but you very well may have to stay in there to get your refresh. And let me tell you something as I close this thing out. John, when he lost his life, the Bible says that he did not murmur. He did not complain. The Bible just said that they cut his head off and served it to the queen, on, or served it to Herodias on a platter. And that was the end of John. How about you? (laughs) You need a refresh. I need a refresh. God, refresh me because if that's what I'm up against, Lord, I need a refresh right now. If that's what I, if that's what awaits me, Jesus, Lord, touch me right, touch me right now. If that's what I'm up against, if that's what the end looks like for me. Lord, I need you to refresh me because I want to go in suited and booted. I want to go in ready. I want to go in with my mind made up. I want to go in with the assurance that it looks crazy on this side, but oh, it looks like heaven on the other side. See, we caught up on this side over here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're looking at over here. Let me tell you something, eyes have not seen, no ears have heard that which God have in store for his people. Let me tell you something, I'm looking for the other side. I don't want to see it over here. It looks cloudy right now. It looks oblivious right now. It looks unachievable right now. But oh, when I put my Jesus on it, when I give it over to my Jesus, all things work 
together for the good of them who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I'm done. I just want to say don't let go. Don't give up. Don't give in. Trust him in the midst of it all. Let him have whatever it is. Be it a job. Be it a time. Be it our children. Whatever it is, give it over to him because he knows what's best. He know how to deal with it. He know what to do with it. We think we know what to do with it. Be it your career. Be it our spouses. Be it whatever it is. I give it over to Jesus. Hallelujah. I've given it over to Jesus. Because I can't do it. I've tried it so many times. And every time I've fallen. And Jesus keeps saying in such a patient and loving way, give it to me. Give it to me, son. Give it to me, daughter. Let me have it. I need you to know that I can do it. I need you to trust me. Trust me with your finances. Trust me with your time. Trust me with your mind. Trust me with your temper. Trust me. Be obedient to my word. Be committed to me, not your circumstances. Quit looking at your problems. Quit giving your problems more fuel than you need to. Give it to me. I can't say it no clear, family. Give it to Jesus. Trust him with everything you have. We're going higher. We're going higher. And God is saying, only the strong will survive. And if God will permit this thing to continue, great lights will go out. All it takes is one something. And we're just that close to losing our mind. Do you not know that you're just one thought away from insanity? Do you not know that you're just one heartbeat away from a heart attack? But God, you're one paycheck away from homelessness. But God, But God, we don't deserve any of this. But God, who love us with an everlasting love, says, come, come unto me. All ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke 
upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, I'll come. John, I need you to know. I'll, I'll give you the refresh you need. But just know, your circumstances may not change. Your circumstances may not change. But I'll help you through it. I'll give you the strength you need to make it through it. But God, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. But I never would like to end any service without giving an individual an opportunity to not join a church. We do that already. You're just showing up and you're a part of the family. But I need you to be committed to Jesus. So I want to give you an opportunity to get your house in order. It's a real simple appeal. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and today is the day of your salvation, I want to invite you to come. I want you to come. And let's get that right. The price has already been paid. The debt has already been paid. We just need your commitment to give Jesus your life. That's what he's asking. Come on, Sister Mary. Praise God. Amen. Sister Mary said, I ain't playing with y'all this time. Come on up here. Anybody else? We have Mary down for baptism. Mary, we're going to get you baptized in the name of the Father, Amen. the Son, Amen. and the Holy Ghost. And if there's anybody else in the house today that want to be a part of that great baptism, I want to invite you to come on down here as well. Is there another? Is there another? I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up as we close this time out together. I want to definitely give you that opportunity. Hallelujah. Sister Mary, we praise God for you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, again, we are so thankful for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. As always, Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for just being an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. We want to continue to lift up Sister Mary as she has made her calling and election sure. She says she want to be baptized. And Lord, we shall baptize her in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Continue to cover her. Continue to come keep her ever before you. And if there's anybody else in the sound of my voice, Father, that should come down here, Father, we pray that you will make that day real soon. And we'll be able to mindful to bless them as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Mary. Amen. Were you blessed? Oh, yes. I said, were you blessed? It's so good to know that God is already, already waiting to refresh you. It seems hard. It seems like you can't make it through. But when you lift up your eyes and just put your trust in him, you will make it through. Stand with me as we have our closing prayer. Lord God, we are so grateful 
for the blessing of knowing that you are a God who loves us and who's willing to take us to the utmost and to save us. And so, Lord, right now, we lift up our eyes unto thee from whence cometh our help. And we give all honor, all praise, all glory unto thee. And we thank you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And as our ushers usher out. 